Yes, say, 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 A sports podcast, baby. Yes, yes. Welcome to Ball Sports Podcast. It's the podcast with balls about balls. There's all types of balls, man. And you know, you know, maybe we are the Joe Budden podcast because you know, one after one week of getting the gang back together, gang is no longer together. <laughs> We're definitely channeling our like inner Joe Budden vibes for sure. Right. Uh, we are missing Dylan and Willie this week. Uh, well, Dylan might still Dylan might still come on if he, if he can get on. We'll see. He's he's running a little yeah, behind schedule, so we'll, we'll see if we get Dylan. Potentially, right? Only life, only life will let us know for sure. <laughs> right, exactly. But uh, episode one ninety one, we are here. We are in the building, uh, giving y'all 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 weekly dose of content. Facts. So Facts. How, how you doing, bro? How you I'm good, bro. I'm tired. Just came back from the spring game uh, before my high school. I was cool. You know what I'm saying? We didn't win either game. It was a jamboree. We lost both teams. Um, but we're a relatively young team, so we learned a lot more in the loss than we did the win. So, you know, we just know that we got to go back to the drawing board and, you know, do what we got to do. That's all. So, you know, stress ain't no worries, man. We out here. Facts. Yeah. So, that's about it. What about you, bro? Well, you know, Turned 32 the other day, you know. Yeah, happy birthday, Carl. You know, 32 and that thing. Yo. That's your Magic Johnson, young Shaquille O'Neal, <laughs> OJ Simpson. Oh, oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Jason Kidd, he won hey, 32. Bro. Hey, hey. hey. <laughs> next year's my so. next year's my bird year. <laughs> yes, next year's your Larry Bird, Scotty Pippen, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Yes, sir. I don't know if OJ Simpson wore 33, but if he did, then we just gonna run it bike. Yeah, we're gonna skip, we're gonna skip Dyke. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. Say everything, everything good, bro. Just you know, living. I like that, man. I like that. I'm I'm, I'm happy that you enjoyed your day, you know what I'm saying? And it just that's just that's just the gist of it, bro. But, so uh, we gotta so, you got to let me know what's going on in WWE, man. I ain't yeah, watching it all week. All right. So let, let me start with Monday Night Raw. You know, I've had Please. my grievances with Monday Night Raw for quite some time. Uh, Indeed. For just the simple fact of them being the inferior show. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard to – it's hard for someone to be proud of the product when out of – Three hours to fill, you give me like fifteen minutes of quality. Oh my! Like that's it's like that now. Yeah, bro. Like they did one good thing this week where they had some good matches that are actually like like went a long time, like two commercial breaks, long time. Um, so I like that. I just wish I wish, and honestly, this goes for like Raw, SmackDown, a lot of these things. I hate how every time the show opens, like they got to start with a a promo segment. Like, let's start with a match every now and then. Let's change things up right. a little bit. Like, why do why do we got to set set up to what's going to happen that night? How about we just have the match set up and 
you know. I mean, so who is in charge of who is in charge of that show? Okay, so from what I'm told, the creative head writer for Raw is Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn is someone Kevin who's Dunn, that name sounds really familiar. He's bro. been in the wrestling business for a very long time. Um, but he's one of those guys that is kind of set in his ways and like what's good is kind of different than what he used, he's used to. So like, I don't know, bro, like it's tough. And then you got on SmackDown, you know, the, the stark contrast who like, they're killing it. Like all their stories are crazy. And that's like Paul Heyman. That's, you know, these guys that are just fucking nuts, bro. Why does that young guy still have a job? Um, I mean, I guess it's one of those things that kind of comes with the longevity in the business, and you know, maybe he kisses Vince's ass. You paid like, or maybe it's what either he kisses his ass, or it's one of those like you've paid your dues type shit. Right. Right. And then maybe maybe he's just getting everything on the back end. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and and the thing about it is, is like. I mean, is there so from your perspective, how could how could this be changed while still keeping him in his position? Do you think? Um, I think he should kind of maybe switch to like a different role, like maybe the person in charge of talent relations or things like that. I I feel like it's not necessarily disrespectful to take him off of creative just because hey. We're bringing in younger people, fresher ideas. You know, the the business is evolving, so we need to evolve with it. And it's one of those things where if you're such a, a seasoned vet working in the business, you should understand, okay, I may not be an asset here anymore, but I can still help out over here, you know? So, you know, your longevity would get you a different role easily. Um, I just think it's time to turn creative control over to – either younger minds or someone who is evolving with the business because, you know, back in the day when, when he was running things, you didn't have your ricochets who could do literally anything, you know, you didn't, right. you didn't have people that are, you know, uh, uh, Bobby Lashley's size. that can do the athletic things that he can do and shit. Like, it's just different, bro. It's a different day and age. So right. you kind of just got to tell different stories, man. Right, right. Understood completely. I mean, you know, and you're bringing up you're bringing up some pretty solid points as far as it is a different generation. It's, it's a different atmosphere of athletes, right? And, and right. you just got to, you know, you got to learn to adjust. And, and honestly, and, and that's not saying everything that they're doing is bad. They do have some bright spots. It's just the bad far outweighs the good. And I think a lot of that problem, too, comes from it being three hours of time you have to fill. That's so long for a three weekly hours wrestling is a really show. Long time. That should be reserved yeah. for your pay-per-views. Like, right. Your pay-per-view should be three hours. But like your, your weekly wrestling show, like SmackDown's killing it right now because they have a tighter time constraints. They can make – and it's they're making better use of their time. Right. You know, and it's just like – raw they just kind of try to get their shit in every week and it just comes out looking a mess and um right you know but some of the good things that they are doing well outside of the horrible keep recycling of the drew mcintyre robbie lashley rivalry 
They've kind of injected right. some new life into it with the addition of Kofi Kingston, kind of. Because Kofi Kingston has a win over Bobby Lashley and a um, him and Drew McIntyre had a number one contenders match that got interfered with. Um, so now they're going to fight again for the number one contendership next week. And the winner of that faces Bobby Lashley at Hell in a Cell. There's a potential that, you know, it could be another fuck finish and it's now a triple threat inside Hell in a Cell. Because Kofi adds a whole different dynamic to that match than it would be with just Drew and Bobby. And unfortunately, he'd probably be the one to take the pin um, in that match so that they don't hurt Drew or Bobby. Uh, right. Who would, whichever one they decide to give the title to. Um, but yeah, but at least he's, you know, getting that main event spotlight, as we know, Kofi has earned and deserves more of. Um so they're doing good with that. They're doing great with this RK bro uh, storyline because Matt Riddle is clearly starting to turn more heel the longer he's spending right. with Randy Orton. But the biggest development in that is Matt Riddle debuted a brand new finishing move. Oh, shoot. Which is an RKO. So... I he has he has an RKO now. He does he does the RKO now. He RKO'd the shit out of Xavier Woods, and Xavier Woods sold it so good. So I I personally love this because you don't see these iconic finishing moves being passed down unless it's for somebody who like they have high expectations for, or like someone like they know they're about to be pushing and doing some good shit with, like a la uh uh uh, uh Kevin Owens getting the stunner. And um, the fiend getting the mandible claw, you know some of these like iconic have, finishing. Uh, uh, and then you have Seth Rollins with the pedigree. Seth Rollins with the pedigree, perfect. Yeah. So in this sense, you got Randy Orton kind of blessing Matt Riddle <laughs> and saying, "Bro, take this iconic move, and like now it's yours to continue on." Because I've been doing this for twenty years, and I don't know how many more that I'm gonna be doing it. Right, keep the move going. Yeah, so yeah, that's lit. I think this is dope. Um, I love that they did that. Awesome. Um, shifting over to SmackDown real quick. Alistair Black is back officially. They've been running some vignettes the past few weeks with this new kind of dark. He was already he was already a dark character, but it kind of shifted right. the focus, and you know his he kind of. Uh, Every week he was telling like a, a a bedtime story, but it was kind of like a haunted bedtime story where he's talking about these magical, like mythical demon type people who would take the souls of the joyous and all those kinds of things. Like, and he was telling all this story and he kind of like transforms almost and embraces that stuff, like within his tattoos and shit, like all the stories, you know, he has all those crazy tattoos already. And um, he came out during a fatal four-way for the Intercontinental title. You know, Apollo Crews is still champ, and he was fighting Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Big E. And uh, Big E was going to finish the match, and all of a sudden all the lights went out, and Aleister Black showed up, got in the ring, Apollo Crews uh, grabbed onto Big E's leg, 
to kind of hold him in place. And then Alistair Black hit him with a clean black mask. That spinning back kick that he does to the face. Right. Oh, my yes. gosh. That shit hits so clean. And, uh, yeah, so it looks like we're officially going to have a feud between Alistair and Big E, which I am hyped for. That's a matchup like I didn't know I needed until now. And Until it happened. Yeah, and I'm like, why did I not think of these two guys fighting? Because Big E will do whatever. Um, Alistair Black is big as fuck, but is super agile. Um, and yeah, like I have, this is like a perfect matchup. I'm interested to see what Alistair Black's motivation is. Cause I feel like if you go after the fact that how joyous Big E is or how much joy he brings to the WWE universe, and like that's just his motivation to just fucking right. squander any hope for the WWE universe. Like I'm down for all that shit. This sounds good, and, bro. I mean, it, it sounds pretty lit, no cap. Yeah, and I think this is a holdover feud for Big E because I think they're cooling him down right now just to heat him back up in a couple months in time for SummerSlam to take the title off of uh, Roman or even further down the line next WrestleMania. Um, that makes I, sense. Because I would see Big E being the one to do that because he's got a lot of hype behind him, uh, rightfully so. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's pretty lit. That's about it, wrestling wise. That's dumb lit, bro. Wrestling sounds like it's picking up for real for real. When is SummerSlam? Uh, SummerSlam is usually August. Um, I know the next pay-per-view is Hell in a Cell in June. The July pay-per-view is Money in the Bank. So I'm thinking August is SummerSlam. Okay. Yeah. Sounds like a bet. Open one month. Okay. Bet that up. So, I mean, shoot. At this point... Might as well talk about that boy Julio. Man, Julio. That boy Julio about to be out of there. That's what it's looking like anyway. So, I mean, the thing everybody's talking about, did Shannon Sharp tell him ahead of time? Did, did Julio know that he was on air when he said that? I don't I don't know. I, I don't even know what's going on with that. So what happened? I I, I was reading about it. Okay. I'm not so, reading about it. I saw it come up on my thing on yeah. my on my timeline. So what happened with that? So Shannon Sharp, you know, is on Undisputed with Skip and he calls Julio from his phone. And when Julio picks up, you know, hey Unc, what's up? Like Shannon Sharp never says, Hey Julio, we're live right now. And he just starts going Hey man, so so what's going on, man? You trying to play for the Cowboys or what? Because Julio had taken a photo with a fan and he was wearing a Cowboys uh shirt or a sweatshirt. So that's what led to that phone call. So he's like, Come on, man. He's like, You trying to go you trying to go to the Cowboys or, or are you staying in Atlanta? And that's when Julio was like, Oh, oh no, I'm out of there. And he's like, Oh, oh, and then Skip was like, Oh shit. And he goes, Oh, so so you where are you trying to go? You trying to go to the Cowboys? Because you're not Cause you're not gonna win if you go if you go to the Cowboys. He's like, yeah, bro, I'm just trying to go where I, where I can win. And that was kind of like the Shit. end of the clip. But like, he never said the words, "Hey, we're recording right now." So right. I, we don't know if maybe there was a text beforehand, like, "Hey, just so you know, I'm gonna call you about this." Um, there might not, there might not have been, bro, bro. Right, because that's you know that's a, you know that's a criminal offense in California. No. Yeah, recording somebody. Yeah, recording somebody or broadcasting somebody without their knowledge. It's like punishable by up to like seven years in in prison. 
What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think he'd have to worry about any of those ramifications. I wouldn't see Julio pressing any. I don't, see, I don't see Julio doing that, yeah. but I definitely see Julio. I definitely see Julio getting on his line and being like, damn, cuz. Like. But, I, but I tell you what that did do, though. That drove down what the Falcons are going to get for Julio. Because yeah. now there's no longer. They know that he's ready to go. There's no longer a secret anymore. You have to get rid of him. So I don't necessarily have to give up the farm for him, you know? So, like, I mean, I don't know where you think he's going to go. I think I know what the best possible solution. I know what team better be going ham for him is. Which team is that, bro? The Green Bay Packers. Okay, explain. You want Aaron Rodgers to come back. Aaron Rodgers already went on his uh, the interview for, I forget the guy's name, whose last uh, sports center was this week. Um, but he he went on there. And he was talking to him about the situation. And he said, point blank, I love the fans. I love my teammates. I love my coaching staff, which I think was a big tell. And I think that the coaching staff, that was like a sigh of relief for them. uh, Because, you know, that's been speculation is if he gets along with the coaching staff. So he basically said he loves everything except for the front office. More specifically, Gunta Koons probably. Um, yeah, good. It doesn't seem said, like Goon Coons and him get along. Yeah, at all. so he and he also said it's not Jordan Love that he's having an issue with. You know, he said he loves the kid and stuff, but he said it's a culture thing. It's this, it's that. Like he, there's just a lot of things he's saying. So like he really didn't say much, but he kind of said a lot at the same time. So right, I feel like if you want to make him happy and he's been wanting weapons, what better thing to do is you give him the contract, the security he's been looking for. You know, give him the option, you know, how, how many years you want, four years, five years, and then make a trade for Julio. Trade trade the Falcons, Jordan Love, so you now have Matt Ryan's success, successor in the bank. You don't even have to draft him. And uh, uh, so him and a second round. Jordan Love and a second I rounder. Mean, I mean, Julio, it makes sense and, it, and, and, and it's fair. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, another thing I'll say is I don't think they're giving Jordan Love like a fair shake because they're like, oh, well, we haven't heard anything about Jordan Love. And like, you know, if he was good, we'd hear about Jordan Love by now. And I'm thinking to myself, like, well, maybe they don't want to say he's good. Right. And that, well, and that's the, the issue, too, with, with Jordan Love is nobody really knows because nobody's seen him throw since when he was in college. Or since right. the combine Agreed. and stuff. So, because, you know, he didn't dress at all. He practiced with scout team and stuff like that. So, he's he was the number three on their depth chart the entire season. But reports out of, you know, OTAs, oh, you know, the ball's coming off crisp. Because Aaron Rodgers isn't there. So, Jordan loves getting reps and stuff. So, we don't know. So, I mean, that's – I feel like if I'm the Packers, that's a no-brainer trade. Hey, here's you know what? Let's appease the quarterback who clearly being the MVP showing that he's still got it uh, and he's not going right. anywhere anytime soon. So, okay, let's give him that long-term contract the security wants. Let's give him the weapons that he wants because it'd be hard. You'd be hard pressed to find a quarterback who's going to say no to Devontae Adams on one side, Julio Jones on the other side with uh, Aaron Jones and uh, – A.J. Dillon in the backfield. Uh, I I find it hard for any quarterback to not find that too tempting. Right. I agree. I agree 100%. I just, again, I feel as though some things are being misconstrued, Mm -hmm. right? 
as far as the Packers situation goes. And I think that when it all boils down to, I think that, like you said, I think Rodgers is doing what he's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. He's being public with the parts that he wants public. He's making it very clear what the situation is. If you really read between the lines, like if you're really, really reading between the lines, he's telling you, literally, I have no issues with nobody else on the team. Right. On the team. Yeah. Right. You tend to, you know, management isn't the team. A lot of people don't understand that there's ops and there's business. Right. You know what I'm saying? And right now he's not really getting along with the business portion. I don't like what the GM is doing. I don't really mess with the GM like that. Like that's just ultimately what it is, what it boils down to. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You know what I mean? And and shoot, it's problematic. You know what I mean? And if they want, if the GM wants to get on his good side, yes, you go get one of the best wide receivers to do it. He's still technically probably top ten to top fifteen, and some people argue with you he's still top five. Shit, you, you know see, what I mean? Depends you on see how hard uh, AJ Brown is going trying to trying to get Julio in Tennessee, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and as well as D Hop. Yeah, D Hop is over there like trying to make shit work too. But who uh, AJ Brown? I think it's funny. He's been sending like voicemails <laughs> and making videos on TikTok. Basically, hey, he's like, he's like, I'm not gonna give you 11 though. He's like, you gonna have to take number eight or something. But yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you can you can slide though. You know what I mean? Come through slide. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, <clears throat> bro, I don't know, bro. I just feel as though, I feel as though Packers is probably the team that needs him the most. However, yeah. I think the team that has the best chance of getting him, just everything considered, I still think is the New England Patriots. No bias. No, I feel you. No bias. I feel you. Because Julio Jones has made it perfectly clear that if he could play with any other quarterback, he'd play with Cam Newton. He said that on multiple occasions. Um, the Patriots have the cap room to be able to make moves for him. They have the picks to be able to give Atlanta what they want. And I think they have some pieces that Atlanta would need, especially defensively. You know what I mean? So I think like that that plays a major role. I think, believe it or not, <clears throat> Titans have a wonderful chance of getting him. And what's shocking is, as I was looking at, like, the cap space and stuff like that, bro, you know, Arizona could get him, too, still. Yeah. Which would be, that would be absolutely absurd. That wide receiver room is ridiculous. Nuts. Bro, that's, that is, that is D-Hop, that is, is going to be Julio Jones, there's Christian Kirk, that's uh, AJ, they would need to be right, on, not AJ. bro. They would that they would need to be on hard knocks. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if the Cardinals don't qualify for it this year. Fuck it, break your rules. But bro, break hard rules knocks. And make I need happen. to see that wide receiver. What are we? What are we? What are we doing? What we doing? Right. <laughs> what we doing? What we doing? I will watch the hell out of that bit, bro. Easy. I'm ready. Um. So how about this? So we're talking about teams that obviously could get them. Right. So. What would be your most unexpected teams? Probably the Colts. Okay. I think Colts, okay. I think Colts could be one of them sneaky teams that nobody's really looking at, and then all of a sudden they make a play for it, and it's like, oh, shit. 
or if Carson's anything like he was at one point, like, oh, shit. Facts. You don't think? That's true, bro. We really shit on Carson Wentz like he wasn't like that at one point in life. This man was an MVP contention just three, I mean, he, three years ago. <laughs> that's facts. That's facts. Okay. So that I like that. I like the Colts. Um, all right. The Bucks. I think that would be stupid. Ugh. The Washington uh, football team. Because <laughs> who wants to go there? Yo, honestly, if they got Julio, if they got Julio, they are a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team. Yeah, their defense has always been good. Yes. They had a top three defense yeah. last year, and their offense put up numbers with fucking Heineke and uh, Alex Smith and uh, Buddy, who they cut, Dwayne Haskins. So, like, they made, they made the playoffs, and they almost beat the Bucks in that wild card game. Bro, you – hey, listen, you want to know something? You are snapping right now. With, with the person who was originally their third-string quarterback. So, if they had a, a solid listen. quarterback – Because, yeah, they, they're good. They are a good team. Sneaky. You are snap. You are snapping right now, young man. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're I mean, snapping. I mean, I'll tell you now. They might be my pick to win that division this year. We haven't gotten to our way too early predictions yet. They might be my pick to win the division this year. Again, bike bike the back. Sheesh. Yes. Sheesh. Sheesh. Um, Seahawks. Okay. Fuck. Because like, DK. DK Metcalf playing opposite Julio Jones, bro. You can't double team. Damn, so you're just gonna damn, you're just gonna drop Lockett to the third slot, man? Bruh, Lockett would be his original Golly. position, which is slot. Golly. <laughs> okay, okay. So that that's enough for our unrealistic, our unrealistic uh picks right right okay so we're talking about the nba playoffs Mm -hmm. have you watched any games yet i know you usually have a cutoff for when you want to watch games okay so what do you tell me what you're thinking so far what's on your mind what you got um seeing some of these teams that are down uh (laughs) 2-0 so what i will say is you know i i'm I, I kind of saw, you know, the Clippers underperforming, I won't say is the most shocking thing ever. Right. It's just, it's just the manner in which they're underperforming is kind of scary. The reason why it's kind of scary is because, you, and, I, and I was mentioning this to one of my coworkers, because they were like, you know, they suck. And I was like, you know, the thing about it is, is it's not just that they suck, quote unquote, is they lost their two games at home. They lost their two games at home. So now what you have is, is you have a team that's about to be on the road trying to come back from two games down, which is not impossible, but that's tough to do, man. That's really tough to do, bro. That's, tough that's really, do, really man. tough to do. Um, Shoot, as of right now, because you know we're speaking on it and it's live, Miami is down 3-0 to Milwaukee. Yeah, that's a wrap, bro. 
Um, it's, it's looking that way, but uh, it's definitely looking that way, but bro. And, and here's, here's the thing about it is that, you know, the, the, the worst part is, is that Giannis hasn't really been clutching this series. He's missed a lot of free throws. He's missed a lot of, you know, go ahead buckets. You know, the other players has really stepped up and, and I don't remember, I don't know who exactly was arguing with me about, about Drew Holiday, but I, I said Drew Holiday plays a big deal. And he's showing that right now. Like he is, he is a big deal. Um, and, 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 you know, Middleton is stepping his game up. Um, and I think the series is over. I, I see it being a sweep. Maybe Miami can muster up a little bit to be able to get one win, but it's over in my opinion. Um, speaking of one win, shout out to the Knicks for getting their first uh, playoff win in fucking nine years. Bro, listen. So, the 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 funny thing about it is is like you know that series has been the most exciting series. Oh yes. Oh yes. Like like bro. bar none that's been bro. the most exciting series. Did you see how crazy MSG was, bro? Bro. Full, full to you the so- <laughs> full to the rafters, bro. That state so that you arena know- was lit, bro. So you know what you know what they've done? Um so you know mo- majority of the majority of New York is uh is um quarant- not quarantined they're they're vaccinated mm-hmm. so because they're vaccinated they've done two sections in msg they have a vaccination section and they have a non-vaccinated section right. and the non-vaccinated section isn't that many seats so they keep it according to what it needs to be obviously to what it needs to be and from there like freaking um they just packed the other seats. They just packed it. So it's just regular. It's just regular schmegular seating. Like people next to people, people on top of people. So you've got about like 16, 15, 16 to 20,000 people. And it's the same thing in Barclays because even though the Nets are beating the Celtics right now 2-0, them games have been pretty raucous. Them crowds are pretty lit. So I think I think that that the crowds matter. Welcome back, crowds. We missed you, fans. We missed you, Word. per usual. Um, um, yo, John ja Morant is nasty. John ja Morant is this is his coming out party. Even if they don't win this series, it's his coming out party for yeah, sure. Yeah, they, they um, won't win the series, but he is. Yeah, he's 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 absolutely so to me. He he really is like an Allen Iverson. Just like a little bit more chill and probably mm. with a better shot. I can see that. He's 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 that's an impressive young man. Um he's doing his thing. John Morant is is impressive, but it also shows you how important Donovan Mitchell is because the first game back, Jazz looked like a completely different team. Mm-hmm. They look like a very, very different team. Um, and I I I think that's the difference maker right there. And I don't even know if he's a hundred percent. I don't even know if he's 100%. Um, well, I think he is because I think they kept him out of the first game precautionary because he was surprised that he was a scratch for that first game. So, oh. Yeah, so I think they purposely sat him game one to see how they could do without him. But, yeah, because from what he said, he was surprised that they scratched him from the game. Hmm. 
See, I didn't know that. See, look at you putting me on about, you know, basketball stuff. Boy, I see you. I see you, boy, improving the game on the end. <laughs> yeah, I've seen, yeah, I've seen every game, except for the ones that they showed on uh, NBA TV. I've seen all the games that have been on the, the regular channels. That's what's up. Um, what do you think so far, Denver, Portland? Dame Lillard is balling. Did you see him get 20 points in that quarter? Yes, I did. And, uh, you know, Dame, much like Steph, no longer shocks me when they do these kind of feats. Um, man, they just make it look so easy. Bro, he's, he's like, again, very underrated. He is the clearly the second best shooter in the league. Right. Like, he's the second best shooter in the league. Um, he's doing his best. You know, I, I think I'll say this much in the series, even though they're not really talking about him as much because everybody been talking about Dame. I think Jokic has shown why he's the MVP this year. Right. I think he's done well. Um, I think that them being able to show why, you know, they're not necessarily missing. Um, they're not necessarily missing uh, Jamal Murray as much as it was perceived in the beginning. They're doing pretty well without him. Um, I think it'll show a little bit more in the later series, but I mean, they're doing pretty well without him. Um, furthermore, uh, Lakers Suns, I still believe that's the Western Conference Finals. They're playing currently, and I think the game is pretty close. Last time I checked, they were the Lakers were down one to the Suns, but I, I still think that's Western Conference Finals. What do you think, bro? You said the Lakers and the Suns? Yeah. Um. Yeah, Suns is going to take it. You think the Suns is going to take it? I think so. Oh, my. I think the Lakers still got it, but all. Yeah, no. I'm tired of the ball. Ouch. <laughs> like, his okay. over the top. I don't know if you watched that video that I put in the chat of uh, how long it takes LeBron to get up after getting hurt and versus Kevin Durant. <laughs> like, yes. That shit had me dying because – Kevin Durant took a nasty fall and got right back up. LeBron barely gets his arm pulled by Chris Paul and acting like his shit was broken in half. Like, come on. So, you know, the the thing about it is, is like for me, you know, and I hope and this is the reason that this is the only reason that crosses my mind. I could be wrong, but this is the only reason that crosses my mind. I feel like since he's a bigger guy, I feel like he dramatically sells it so he can get those calls. Mm -hmm. Now, I might be wrong, of course. <laughs> I hope that I'm right. <laughs> Bro, they had they had a fucking um at the end of that video, it was a statistic of uh him him compared to like other like serious injuries that happened. And it was like Buddy in the MLB who took the the fastball to the face, the ninety four mile an hour fastball to the face. And it's like he was only down okay. for like he was only down for like thirty four seconds, and then it was like Joe Burrow's injury uh, when he tore his ACL, MCL, plus other knee damage. He was down for like uh, fifty eight seconds, and then that arm pull thing or whatever. <laughs> it was eighty three seconds. <laughs> like, come on, bro. He was really down. He was really down that long, bro. <laughs> yes, bro. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Why is he down that long? Oh no, bro! Like, come on. What are we? What are we really doing right now? Facts. 
That's that's unfortunate, bro. You know, and, and okay, so let me ask you this. So since, since oh no, that sorry, is- sorry, that was uh, that was after his eye poke. It was, okay, yeah. So after getting hit in the face with a ninety-four mile an hour fastball, thirty-six seconds after tearing ACL, MCL, and suffering other knee damage. Oh, this is the eye poke from um the eye poke from Draymond. Yeah, seventy-eight seconds, and then uh, after getting poked in the eye by Draymond, eighty seconds. So from that eye poke, he was on the ground longer than Joe Burrow with his fucked up leg. <laughs> His so, legitimately fucked up leg. So, you know, do you think that this does a thing for his legacy? I think so. Do yeah. Think that- I, yeah. I don't think any of this like helps him. And it doesn't help in the uh the whole who's the greatest, him or Jordan argument, because he, he comes off looking like a pussy a lot of the time. Oh and my. I don't necessarily think that he is. Um, but it's not a good look. It looks like some ho shit. Like, you're this big, bro, like, laying on the ground crying. Like, come on. Like, get your ass up. Facts. I feel that. I feel that. You're absolutely you're absolutely on on point with that as far as, you know, how you feel about that. I mean, it's it's definitely something that I, I will say as far as his legacy is concerned, I don't I, – I think that it's definitely something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right, there's definitely something to talk about. And then uh, I don't know if you heard his interview afterwards when they asked him about the shot that he made, and he was like, "Oh, like you know," he's like, "I just I shot for the middle basket," and I was like, "Oh, you shot for the middle basket, okay." But I guess I guess he's trying to insinuate that he couldn't that he was seeing three of each. Yes. Okay, got it. That's what's up. In his cool. head, in, in his head, he was just like, "Aim for the middle one." Yeah, so I mean, you know, at the at the end of the day, like I just, you know, it's whatever. Um, either way, shout out to LeBron. Um, did we cover every? Did we cover every series? We did talk about the Clippers down two zero to Dallas yeah. right now. Um, at this present point in time, there are a couple of games that's going on. Nuggets is beating the Trailblazers, and the Lakers are beating the Sun by three at halftime. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much it for the NBA, bro. Oh, but while we're speaking on the playoffs, what did you think about, you know, what's been happening to these players as of late? Westbrook and Trey Young and um, I believe it's Donovan Mitchell's family. I believe. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's one of those things now, you know, we're getting back to full arenas and uh, people still don't know how to act. I uh, think, especially after kind of being. Uh, oh no! I'm sorry. Up. I'm sorry. My apologies. Oh. It's it's John Morant's dad who said that three band jazz fans made vulgar and racist remarks towards John Morant's family oh, during Game Two. Yeah. Well, that's Salt Lake City for you. That's that's not shocking. Fucking, I'm sorry. Let me stop. <laughs> yeah, that's all. That's Salt Lake City. That's not that's not shocking at all. Yeah. Um. Okay. So so what are you? Yeah. So what were you saying? I'm sorry. Um, shit, I lost my train of thought. Um, you're saying you're saying that people have been haven't been out in a while, and yeah, bro, and like they just don't know how to act. They're like everybody's like being extra right now. People just need to calm the hell down because uh, when you do dumb shit, you have to pay the consequences. And you know, we saw with the the Westbrook incident where Buddy poured the popcorn on him. Got snitched on bro, real like, quick by everybody around and was uh, 
ejected from the arena and his season tickets have been, he's been indefinitely banned. So so I don't know how long indefinitely is in this case, but, you know. I mean, like, what possesses you to do that, bro? They're just stupid. They think they're cool. Because they do something to somebody who literally can't get to them. And wouldn't be able to get to them unless it was on some Malice in the Palace type shit. And like, I think they've up security so much to where they wouldn't even be able to get that far. Facts. Because you saw how many people were on Westbrook quickly. Uh, right. But yeah, and then the whole Trey Young thing, man, uh, spitting on him. That's really sick, especially, you know, given the pandemic that we're in and stuff like that. Like, it's. But, I mean, regardless, you should never spit on somebody. That's fucking disgusting. Um, so I'm glad they were fucking kicked out and banned and probably deserved to get their ass whipped, too. But, you know, whatever. Bro, that shit was crazy, bro. I, I watched the video, and, you know, the whole the whole thing about it is that's nuts is that freaking you watch the video, and it, he's literally, like, lurching and spitting at this man, bro. Yeah, right next to 50 Cent. They were right over top of uh, 50 Cent, and I think whoever, whatever girl that was that 50 was with. Bro, that's wild. Has 50 said anything about this? I don't know. He needs to. Yeah. 50 needs to talk about that. I need I need 50 to get right. 50, tell me what's going on, bro. Shit crazy, bro. So, you know, I, I'll say this. <clears throat> so... I think for the longest, um, what you see, what you see here is we want, I think a lot of, a lot of fans want so bad to get past the, the racism portion of sports. Mm -hmm. Um, there is a very low, like there's a very underlying racial, you know, um, background when it comes to sports. Because here's what you got to understand. It's the optics. It's it's rich white owners, right? Um, and majority of these athletes, and, and we can say that the two major sports in the, in the United States right now is freaking basketball and football, which majority of the players, and especially the star players, they're usually black, right? So that's fair to say. So there's already that kind of like ownership to talent mixture, right? There's not that many black owners in the league. There's definitely not, there's not any black majority owner. There are black minority owners, but there, when we say minority owners, I mean shit with literally they're minority owners. I think Michael Jordan has the biggest, um, like, um, share of any black minority owner. Um, so there's that furthermore, a lot of people, and especially a lot of our listeners, we don't go to a lot of games, but what I will say is don't think that, you know, these games is a mixed crowd because, because it's not, it's not a mixed crowd at all. Right. the, The crowds is usually majority white, to be honest with you. So I think that, you know, the fact that now not only are athletes talking about it, not only are athletes talking about it, but they're also, you know, they're pointing it out. 
which they should have done a long time ago. Right. Like when you hear old athletes talk about what they went through, you're like, sheesh, you should have said something. I don't know if you heard about um, Kyrie Irving talking about his return to Boston. Yeah. Um, where he talks about, you know, he's he's hoping for no low-key racism or whatever. And people are like, what? In Boston? I was like, <laughs> yeah. uh, if only y'all knew. You know, being from Boston, I'm not shocked at all that he said that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's just what it is. So, you know, that that no no, bro. Like I'm I'm happy that somebody is addressing it as they should. It's it's a rampant problem yeah. and it's and, and and it's always been an underlying factor in sports. Whether people want to admit it or not, and it always has. And anybody saying some flagrant shit like that should get lifetime banned. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is definitely you got it. You got it. Those indefinite bands, you know, although indefinite in your mind tends to feel like a long time. I think that word is very lenient. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, indefinite just means there's no definition. It could be a week. It could be a year. It could be 10 years. It could be forever. Exactly. So whenever we we decide it's up. Big fact. So let's change that. To a definite ban. Let's change that to, you know, a lifetime ban. Yeah. How about that? Facts. You know what I mean? So you don't deserve to come here anymore. Watch but home. that's my point. Like the fact the fact that it's not instant lifetime ban, yeah. of course these players are gonna feel like they're not cared Cause for. Because it's because it's not a right to be there. You it's the privilege. You you have a privilege of being there. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's Unbelievable, unbelievable, you know, and 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 hopefully that that gets that gets uh you know rectified relatively soon, right? So, so yeah, man. So I I think now we might be officially wrapped up with 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 basketball. Um, you know, I I, I will appease her because that is my wife. Um. So what do you? So what do you think? Um, have you read about the Simone Biles thing at all? Uh, no, no idea what it is. So Simone Biles has done this super impossible double backflip. Um, is the angle at which she's doing it? It's the fact that it's a double wait, flip. Like, when, there's a lot. Wait, when was when was this? She this already was, did this. I think- yeah, I think it was this week. Oh, is the Olympics happening right now, or is it just like qualifiers? No, the Olympics. No, it's like qualifiers. Oh, okay. And so what they're doing is, it's like they're pretty much penalizing her and not giving her the difficulty points for because it's such a difficult maneuver to do. So it's too difficult that they're not giving her points for it. Correct. How does that make sense? Exactly. Exactly. And who's who are the people deducting points? The I guess it's. Let me find out. It's a great question. Who are these fucking cucks? Oh no! (laughs) (laughs) Oh no! Hold on, I'm gonna let you know right now. I think I gotta put Simone Biles difficulty scores. Yeah, that's that's. Dumb as far. It's so hard, my brain can't process it, so I'm taking points away because you make my head hurt. That's what that that sounds like to me. 
So yeah, they're t- they took the difficulty and they've lowered it more than what it is, even though it's like the first time she's ever done it. Like it's the first time anybody's ever done that. And like those two tenths of a point can really like determine and dictate like what happens right. moving forward for winning and stuff like that. So like, yeah, bro. That done crazy, bro. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Like, why, bro? Why? Like, if, what, anything, if it was too difficult, like, I feel like that should should deserve a ten or whatever the fuck their rating system is, bro. It's like it's the full optics of the situation, bro. Like, I understand even if it was difficult. Like, isn't there any there anybody there who's like, hey, bro? Like, if we take that away from her, bro, that's just a bad look on us. Yeah, like, like, come on, bro. Like that. Like where's the it's thought process there? Right, bro. Right. You know what I mean? And and like it's it's a shame. Um and, and honestly, I think, you know, if that's gonna be the case, then she should ball out even harder. Keep right. doing more hard shit. Make their lives make their lives super difficult. Cause cause now it's starting to get ridiculous. It's starting to get ridiculous. But yeah, bro, <clears throat> that that now we've done wrapped up the world of sports. Um, underrated bars of fame. I was in a very plies mood, but I feel like I've already done plenty money before. So I cannot do plenty money. Um, So I'm going to go with a new song, which I think is pretty good. Um, It's actually funny enough. It's on um, the Madden 20. Is this Madden 20 or Madden 21? So yeah, it's on a Madden 21 um, soundtrack. It's a song by Anderson Pack. And it features Rick Ross, and it's called Cut Him In. Um, shout out to Madden one time. Even though we have not spoken to you guys about it yet, there is a Balls Madden League. We're currently in uh, season number two. Um, we will give you guys the details if we choose to. We have all four coaches um, in the show. But it's been fun. Um, so, yeah. Let's... Uh, Let's talk about Cut Him In. Talking back to the basics. This ain't hard. Convict, convict, convict. Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three to streets. To all my killers and drug dealers. These streets ain't got no love for you. To all my killers and drug dealers. These streets ain't got no love for you. Better get out while you can. Get out while you can. Better get out while you can. Get out while you can. Get out, get out, get out, get out. Okay. Um All right. Here we go. Sometimes <laughs> you need a friend. Yeah, I was trying to find I was like that's not how the song goes. What kind of lyrics is this? Unless maybe there's a different version. There's like a cut him in that maybe is just regular and then there's one with Rick Ross and it's different. Maybe, maybe. So here you go. Sometimes you need a friend, not the ones that just show up and don't put nothing in. You know, the ones that land a hand and want to see you win. When you come in, when you come up on a lick, make sure you cut them in. And then sometimes you need a foe, one that keeps your eyes open, keep you on your toes. You know, the ones that want to keep you where you've been before. But I can't go. No, I can't go. And whoa, sometimes I need a check. Not the sneakers, but the one that make you watch your step. Fuck your chain. Fuck your name. How about your respect? 
giving more than what I get, expecting nothing back. In fact, you know, I sat down with my accountant. He said, I got good news and I got bad news. Okay. I said, what's the good news? He said, the good news is you made a lot. Whoa. Okay. I said, what's the bad news? The bad news is you spent more. Okay. Oh shit. Look, huh? Sometimes you need the faith. Sometimes you need to know your worth. Sometimes you need to wait. Shoot it like, shoot like the golden boy, but I ain't from the bay. You can't negotiate with Dre. You gonna have to pay, but wait. Jugging on the main stage, fucking up the mainframe, loosen up your face, baby. Sometimes I need a vacay, meditate, hydrate, protect my energy before engagement. Maybach music. Oh. Oh. Grew up having nothing, you're labeled impatient. But once the boss made it, you're labeled amazing. Meticulous with words, that's your force of nature. Don't want to seem absurd, but that boy's a gangster. For focusing on me, away from Tel Aviv, Barbados with the hustle, pockets LEDs. Distinctive destinations, all I want to see. Oceanfront residences, three different ones a week, because I deserve that. It's time to learn that. Mess around and put that thing where your perm at. Six figures every year. Yeah, I earned that. At the front of this line is where my turn at. Uh, sometimes you need a friend. Not the ones who just show up and don't put nothing in. You know the ones that lend a hand and want to see you win. When you come up on a lick, make sure you cut them in. And then, sometimes you need a foe. Oh, Men gon' lie, women gon' lie. You looking for the truth, then the numbers don't hide. Looking for the root of evil, then you need to go. Open up the briefcase, see it with your eyes. Everybody claim to be the greatest of all times, but they never spend a day in the rain in the front line. Uh, stop playing with my, stop playing on my phone line. Shoot, lock and load, pull up on the space coupe with the roof optional. Wonder why they follow suit. I've been groomed from the wound, came out my mama Kushi with some brand new tennis <laughs> shoes faster than the speed and bullet. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Don't play with it, baby. Say what you're going to do with that. Turn around if you don't do it now. Exactly. Yeah, because you're not built like that. It's not a game. <laughs> they censor all that. It matters, <laughs> yeah, yeah, cut them in. <laughs> Edison Pack featuring Rick Ross. And hey, that bit was raw, though. No count. <laughs> No count. Hey, man, we pretty yeah. much, you know, not bad. Not bad for, for an episode featuring yours truly and yours truly. Um, so, man, tell them where they can reach us on email. Uh, ballsportspodcast at gmail.com. What about on Instagram? Balls underscore sports underscore podcast. Twitter? Balls underscore podcast. Facebook? Ball sports podcast. You know the vibes, man. You know the vibes. So what time is it, Dylan? It's time to get off the air? Really? Adios. All right, cool. Um, (laughs) Now, with that being said, we are officially done. We appreciate y'all for listening to us. Man, y'all could have been listening to any other sports podcast in the world, but you're listening to us. We really appreciate that. Just keep giving us these clicks and these listening. We're going to keep giving you this content to ride to and vibe to and potentially get high to. With that being said, like Weezy, we out here. Yeah, bye, hoes. Silly. Yeah. The scallywags. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>